for those of you who listened to our most recent patron extra where we debated, I would say intensely, the merits of cupcakes, brownies, and pie, you would not be surprised to know that when I walked in today and encountered the hot zone for the first time, it was in fact full of cupcakes, brownies, and pie. And so I do want to say something. One, I'm not going to touch any of the shit because hot zone. (laughs) Two... I need to clarify something about brownies because I was a strong advocate, as I believe Ross was, for brownies during that segment. And in general, I believe that a box brownie is God's gift to dessert. Now, these brownies are bakery brownies from Hy-Vee, not far from Ross's house. And they look good, but they do have a layer of fudge icing over the top. And I believe that's excessive for brownies. So if the question were not generically, but rather specifically, this piece of pie, which looks like... I think it's chocolate silk. Okay. Um, These brownies, uh, noted as fudge brownies, or these cupcakes... I have to admit, it would have been these cupcakes. That's a really long concession for somebody who lost a debate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I was going to lose a debate, I wasn't going to do it short-winded, Caleb. Fair uh, enough. So, well, cheers to that. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Tank. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, everybody, I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And this is the Mix Six, where we drink six beers, rate them on a five-point scale, and have six conversations. I went 656 six there. Yeah, you did. I fucked it up. No, I liked it. Well, I liked it because... It's like doing a kickflip, goofy-footed. Yeah, yeah. I liked it because it attached the rating to the beer and not the conversations. Yeah. Which has has been a good bit for a long time, but it is also technically inaccurate. Yeah, so better better to say I've been doing it wrong for literal years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, literal years. 100%. I've been fucking up. You could you could have just kept riding that horse. And, and didn't fuck up just right then. Yeah. Just right double down. Never admit yeah. fit in the weakness. That's yeah. right. That's right. Post a thousand, man. No rules. Post yeah. a thousand. No grammar. It was fucking up earlier and it's not anymore. Uh, do we have a pre-party? Uh, no, we do not. I believe. Or, or maybe we do and we just don't care. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. We don't do pre-parties anymore. Yeah. Well, we have one. Yeah. And and, and we're not going to talk cool. about it. And you, you can't can, hear it. Yeah, you don't get to come. Yeah. That's a backer level none of you are at. Yeah, no, yeah. none of you are ready for it. Except yeah. maybe Brownie. Maybe Brownie. We'll message yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, not these Brownies. Um, no, we don't. But we do have a rating system. And Caleb, this one's all you. All right. Um, so Twitter discourses. Uh-huh. And I mean the discourse, not, yeah. not actual talking. Capital that, D. That doesn't occur there. So these are just trends on Twitter based on how much I like to see them that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a one, which is a discourse I do not care for, and a beer I would not want to drink, uh, is fucking around no one finds out, which is my name for bot awfulness. Mm-hmm. Like having to pretend uh, Zack Snyder has actual fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yep. like real human beings that have those thoughts. That's right. And like being sort of forced into that disc and like inventing those people through the existence of those bots. Yes. Literally my least favorite thing. Okay, there are literally dozens of real Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And they yeah, yeah. and they were programmed by a machine yeah. <laughs> into existence Such in a uh, Kafka's nightmare that I don't like to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's a one experience and a one beer. Now a two crab pot normality, just everyone tearing into each other mm. with their normal. T- it's not great, but it's what we have. And what is Twitter if not a two experience? Were, were you? Yeah. Were Were we to update uh, uh, the, the the famous writings on early writings on the public sphere? We would use that. That's what we would use now to define the public sphere. Crab pot normality, just people screaming yeah, at yeah, each other just, with bad takes on Twitter. Yeah, just pe- pecking. 
Yeah, that's the it. pecking order nonsense uh-huh. of social media. That's that's your basic two. If you're not there for that, well, you're just in the wrong place. Yeah, get off that. Now, three, something I would actually want to drink if I was thirsty for sure. some Twitter discourse, uh, which is I, I like to call news free association. That's like, uh, well, Bernie Sanders unlocked the room to my door every mm. year for 20 years and his name was my father mm. or like uh, the Will Smith, the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap was the Putin invading the Ukraine for the oh, day. Yeah, just yeah. The, the takes that are just like, I heard one thing and here's another thing and they're connected now. Yeah. And that. Mm, mm. Yep. Now, normally it's by an insane person yep. representing an insane viewpoint. But like the fact that they take it so far, that's right, and the fully undermines the viewpoint. Here's how you know it's going to be good when they end that first tweet with a thread. You always click on that thread. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You no, it's always going, it's going open to be that thread. Gibberishly yeah. unhinged, hundred percent. Um, just completely insane. Now here's the thing. It, it normally reflects like an actual cultural movement that's depressing. Yeah. But this person's so lunatic yep. that it's much more fun to talk about in regards to their insane thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, now four. This is this is like choice. Content. I'm going to get up early, yeah. to look at Twitter this day. Yesterday, for Some, example, somebody awful died, right? And more importantly, <laughs> yeah, idiots don't know how that works. Yep. So there is no favorite like one two discourse yep. that I love. The gallop of this discourse is music to my ears. Mm-hmm. Awful person dies. People dunk on awful person. <laughs> Scold comes in the chat saying, "How dare you?" Yeah. Not realizing this is Twitter. Dunking accelerates. New scolds attracted. New memes created to fuck with those scolds. It's just a virtuous circle. It's it's octupling octupling down on things. When I think about how economies should work with like capitalist system, like like Friedman was right when he was talking about this specific cultural instance. Like it's just a virtuous circle. Like, more scolds creates funnier memes, creates more scolds. Yeah. Create fun- it's just an endless loop, and I, I love the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching yesterday, uh, the queen died, and then the Irish are celebrating, and then people being like, "That's terribly rude," and then Irish people being like, "Do you know what the fuck you're talking about?" And that just accelerating uh, in into a well of darkness. Uh, I don't spend much time on Twitter anymore. I spent too much time on Twitter doing that yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like. Um- uh, my friend Patrick, who who lives in the UK, yeah, yeah. we just all of yesterday was just trading memes with each other yep. about the 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 Queen died. Yep, right. Yep. And and the thing about Hours. the thing about a four, it'll often drag a number three in its wake. Oh, totally, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Sheer power, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like, yeah, uh, it's just amazing. Yep. Like, you're getting the best of all worlds. Yep. And then the another thing that can come Here along in the wake of four, finding out. Here, boom. The the absolute best. Uh, so, like the classics, Trump getting COVID. Yep. Just dying funny. The Herman Cain Award, humanity's <laughs> finest honor. Just like shit, like Hope Hicks giving everyone in the White House COVID as yeah. the pr- what do you, pu- do you public relations the manager. Yeah, uh, just oh, just do you, the, do you count the Everway in this category? Which uh, oh, getting stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, I don't know. That's very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> it is very funny. I don't think the boat did anything wrong. Right. Yeah. The schadenfreude there yeah, feels yeah. less yeah. oddly. Yeah. 
I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's an integer, but like, uh, like cartoon webcomic guy drawing the Everways of fat ass stuck <laughs> in the Suez Canal. Like, yeah. that's very high it's up very there. Good. Maybe a four point three. Uh, okay. I, I don't know, okay. but like, it's okay. not quite the 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 jouissance, uh-huh. the sweet Schadenfreude mm-hmm. of finding out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just those are my just remember discourse. that uh, uh, one of those fives, Bean Dad. Got saved by January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. 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 That was the day before. Wow. Yeah. See, I view that as news-free association. Yeah, yeah. That That is just an insane take. Yeah. Like, well, we're all about, it's Twitter, so it's about productivity. So let me talk about how right. I've middle-managed my sixth grader into getting food. <laughs> Jesus. Twitter is... A hell site? Twitter is. Yeah, yeah Twitter that, is. There it is. That's, a, that's my take. It's at yeah. best a two in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But like, there are peaks and valleys. Yes, that's valleys, right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, with that, I'm going to grab a beer. We'll be right back. Spencer, what are you drinking? Uh, this is from Toppling Goliath. I feel like we haven't had their stuff in a while, um, but there there was a, there was a run we were on where we had quite a few Toppling beers, and they're mm-hmm. known. Uh, I think they're probably more known for their big IPAs like King Sue and Pseudo Sue. Uh, those those tend to be. Well, they're a brewery that's still in business, so yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but they they certainly make some good beer beyond that. I don't know that I've had a sour from Toppling Goliath before, so this is interesting for me. It's called Berry Patch Fandango. It's a kettle sour with blueberries, mulberries, <clears throat> raspberries, and raspberry flavor. Now that's weird to me. Like you have raspberries, yeah. why why do we need raspberry flavor? That's concerning. A- extra raspberry. Yeah, but not extra raspberries. Raspberry flavor. Yeah, it's you important. Like, I yeah, heard yeah. you like raspberries. So yeah. put raspberries. The raspberries, raspberries. The raspberries are juicy. Yeah, yeah. They're they're on the they're on the juice. They're yeah. gonna cycle. Oh no. They're going to get banned from those the mulberries and those blueberries are competing clean They're like the fucking blueberries and rings of power. Like, uh, well, very large. That's a problem. Um, um is it good? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, oh my God. Um, Ooh. that beer is the most delicious fruit juice you've never had. And, well, and that's why they put all the fucking extra raspberries in it. And then you're going to be drunk. Uh, oh, that's a red Hawaiian punch. Right yes, there. that's exactly what that's it red is. Hawaiian, I can see the man. I saw the man. Yeah. There, do the do is a little how ju- is this beer? there jump. is not an ounce of beer in there like i swear to god i saw the man with the red dreadlocks yeah this is a mixed drink like it's just like uh i'm actively searching for no way that's a beer that's got to be like a malt yeah technically the only evidence that i have that it is a beer is it says kettle sour beer on yeah the front. yeah <laughs> i don't see an AV, abv anywhere um it says unfiltered beer sediment is normal i don't care for that <laughs> i i don't know i love normal sediment yeah i don't know anything about this beer other than it it is the least beer beer i've ever had in my entire life and it's five yeah it's delicious nice that hawaiian, that, that would fuck somebody alcohol, up yeah yeah alcoholic hawaiian punch is like a really good combo we've had so many sour beers at this point yeah i mean that's a bad night at the sorority right there yes like no one's gonna be waking up feeling great no no uh we've had so many sour beers the through line among all most sour beers good ones or bad ones something sour and beer this is just fruit like there's no beer Mm -hmm. in there um but my sugary for like it's way sweeter the raspberry flavor i would imagine um hey we're in the dissecting our fun where we talk about board games uh as you know i moved i've been talking about this more than i'd like recently the whole process has been a nightmare 
but we did talk about playing a board game this weekend, which is not something we've really done yet since we moved because we've been unpacking and as of today, painting RIP me. Uh, and I got to think about, okay, so I've unpacked my games are reasonably organized. I've not yet downloaded the app, but I did listen to you and, and some of the suggestions y'all made as we went to organize the other day. Uh, but it got me thinking, what's the first game I want to play in my new house? And not that that needs to be milestone fodder, uh, but I suppose it will be one way or the other, whether or not you call it a milestone. Mm -hmm. And then I got to think, okay, so do I want to do something big? Uh, Do I want to do something interesting? And where I landed is I actually want to do something comfortable because Mm -hmm. I've only been in my new house two weeks. It still doesn't feel like my house and I'm sure at some point it will, but it doesn't yet. And so maybe playing a, a comfort game, will help me feel more normal in this new space that I'm living. And then I got to thinking, what is my comfort game? Like, what's the game that feels like a warm and fuzzy blanket that would make me feel most comfortable? And so I thought about that for far too long. And then I got to thinking, that's an interesting question. So I asked the two of you, what's your comfort game? In board games specifically. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know, I mean, obviously, role playing game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of skirmish games I would go to as right. well. So, right. Yeah. But in board games, you know what? My first thought, best thought, I guess, yeah. would be Azul. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. I can run it off the. I can set it up without looking at the rule book. I feels can, normal. Feels normal. Good. Yeah. Good physical tactile. Yes. Clacky clacks. Yes. Um, Azul has a quality that it feels like you've always been playing Azul. It's also like a right level of like strategic thinking. Yeah. Like some games go way too deep yeah. and some games are way too simple. And like, yeah, the Zool is in that middle ground that I really like. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. something about ease of play accessibility that matters for you in a comfort, not game. being trivial or like it's who rolls dice better right. or like yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. like that. Yeah. Or it's like, Oh God, I have to think five turns in a row and right. I totally fuck this up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so not overactive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Caleb. That's yeah, because otherwise it's not comfortable anymore. It's right, too, too. it's work. You know, maybe Wingspan would be a close second, but I haven't. Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't played that enough. It is a good fucking game, though. It, yeah. it is probably yeah. that would be my second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mine's probably. I mean, I agree. It's in that middle spot of like barely complex enough to scratch an itch, yeah. but no more. Yeah. And and I and I want to be clear. It's the guy who wrote the five hundred page RPG book. That's not a. I love the big ass <laughs> board games as well. Yeah. As my wallet will show, but um, you know, if yeah. it's not if it's a comfort game, I'm right. probably not yeah. up to learning that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess like that sweet spot for me, in addition to Azul, it's probably gonna be like Isle of Cats. Oh yeah. I could break Isle of Cats and run it right now, yeah. and that's pretty complex enough. And yeah. You've got the weird little cats. But there's enough going on that it's interesting. And there's like different objectives yeah. uh, to that in Baron Park. I could run Baron Park in my oh, sleep. Yeah, we haven't Baron Parked in a long time. I could run Baron Park real easily, and that's pretty good to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then along those lines, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Railroad Inc. I very much like. Oh, yeah. I like the drawing of Railroad Inc. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I wish I could do gloom. I could say Gloomhaven, but it's too much to set up right. and everything like exactly. that. Yeah, comfortable. It's but not like, comforting. It's fun. But yeah, it's not it, comforting. The, yeah. the, the core gameplay is comforting. Yeah, but like well, so, to so, get there is so yeah. hard. So interesting. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 of that note, Ross, I had a similar thought about Pandemic Season Zero. Oh yeah, yeah. which is. And and one of the things I was thinking about as I was processing this is that there's nothing about that game that is easy or accessible, mm-hmm. but maybe it was the, the time in which we played it. It was like kind of during quarantine and Brandy and I were at home anyways. Mm-hmm. It was comfortable. I mean, I played it in my sweatpants with my wife over a couple of nights and that was very comforting. But once you get in the flow of things like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. 
so I landed in a slightly different spot and, and I will tell you that kind of like my first thought was like probably Azul um, because I just love that game. Yeah. And then I thought I had a similar thought to Caleb, I think, which was, you know, like second chance, a roll and write would be mm. kind of comforting or, or in that case, a flip and draw because mm-hmm. uh, those games are just really easy and novel legendary forest, something simple, but mechanically interesting. But, and, and so and then I realized that the thing that I really wanted to play and would make me feel the most comfortable was not necessarily a small game, but I don't know that that means it's a huge game. Uh, Concordia. I think Concordia mm-hmm. is my comfort game and Concordia is kind of a lot. I mean, there, once you learn the mechanic, it's not all that much, but it's a big game. Like there's a lot going on in Concordia mm-hmm. and it's not an easy game. Like it's kind of a slog and you've got to get an engine going and it's annoying. But there's something about that game that's just comfortable to me. And uh, maybe it's because it was kind of one of the first Euro style games that I got into. And I really got thanks to Rick Bagwell for that. Uh, But I think it's going to be Concordia. So I might break Concordia for this weekend, which is weird because uh, one, it's not small like Azul small and not that Azul is tiny, but but two, I don't remember the last time I played Concordia. And so I think it was also jarring to me to go like maybe your comfort game is a game you've not pulled out of the shelf for over a year. What the fuck is that about? But I think part of that was I was trying to learn new stuff and then we just kind of quit playing games altogether. So I think it's going to be Concordia for me. We'll see. I mean, maybe tomorrow if I actually sit down to play a board game, I'm kind of like, actually, fuck that. That's a lot of work. Where's party foul? You know, uh, (laughs) spoiler. They're all in my basement. Um, uh, but I think it's I, th- I think it's Concordia. So I'd be curious to know what uh, what a other other games are comforting to folks. And B, if you have discrete criteria other than I don't know, it just feels warm and fuzzy to me. What criteria you use to evaluate comfort games. So with that, Caleb's going to grab a beer and we'll be right back. Caleb, what is um, that interesting looking beer? It appears to be a collab. Okay. If I had to guess. Sure. It's from Falling Knife Brewing Company. Okay. But there's also Maplewood real big on the side. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. Maplewood and Falling Knife, probably. Uh, Convivio, an Italian Pilsner. I don't know what that means. 5.2% alcohol. Uh, Pilsner made in the Italian style? A Pilsner. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. That's it. I mean, yeah. Italy's pretty close to Germany, relatively speaking. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they've had some trade. Yeah. Some, well, some cultural exchange that works for me until when someone's like, "Here's German spaghetti." So I don't know. Man. There probably is German spaghetti. Well, I think it's called goulash. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. even think that's German. Um, Caleb kind of likes the 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 pills now. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> it's a pilsner I'm going to remember, which may make it a seven. Wow. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 bitter. It's very beery. Yeah, I like beer, but it's got a creaminess to it, oh. that, and it's not quite thick. Yeah. So it's it's got it, it tastes like a milk foam. I know it's foamy up top, but it's got like a milk foamy aftertaste yeah. to the beerness I, I that I, 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 I you're going to have to try. I, I I wouldn't call it effervescent. It's not champagne bubbles. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's on nitrous either. There, there's a middle ground. You know what it here. is? It's full bodied. Yes, exactly. And you don't and get a, a lot pilsner. Of, yes, and I smells kind of like an idea. It's very good. I, I drink the shit out of. Do that. you know what that is? That is the beeriest beer. Like, if oh, all yeah. beers that That's your parents not offensive. No, not IPA beeriest no. beer. It's the beer you thought your parents were drinking. 
It's a hard when in reality yeah, your yeah, parents. That's the way to do it. That's yeah. the way to say it. It's yeah. the beer you thought your parents were drinking. When in reality your parents were drinking Bud Light, and when you're like, why? When yeah, when your dad gave you a shitty beer and you spit it out because yeah. it tasted bad. Yeah. The memory of beer you have between that moment and when you start sneaking beers yeah. is mm-hmm. what this beer tastes. That's like. right. Yeah. Um, it's a five. I agree. I, yeah. I remember it. That's phenomenal. It's got a dead pig on the front. Like it's just. That is a great beer. That's a pretty good beer. I'm shocked. It's hearty as fuck. Yeah. Founders at one point, I think, had a, uh, I think it was a Pilsner that they were doing. In and some I'm, ways, the polar opposite of what you're drinking. Oh, yeah. No, because this is not beer. That's, to be how, clear. that's how you lure a child into a van. Yeah. Oh, and no. This is right. uh, a beer yeah. for adult I'm, I'm surprised this isn't served in a sippy cup. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But what Caleb has is a beer. And that is, I don't want to be hyperbolic. I, I also don't know that I can't. That might be the best Pilsner I've ever had. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah I'm not going to say it's the best Pilsner in the world, but like probably the best Pilsner yeah, I've ever had. That's crazy. Yeah. And I'm drinking a Pilsner. Well, yeah, you are. You are drinking the the proto Pilsner. I was yeah. drinking a Bud Heavy. Yes. That's a side beer. <laughs> um, so hey, we're gonna, in the armchair. Sound ashamed. Like, no, you don't. Yeah, that's what that's what Randy Moser does when he goes <laughs> yeah. as a Cicerone. He's got a Bud yeah. Heavy yeah. in one hand. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. I would note too that we kind of lucked out here because Caleb was not going to drink that beer and said caleb was going to drink the s'more power to you stout from mothers uh but maddie god you, damn it maddie no. yeah. are you okay but here's what happened mothers dipped the cap in wax and not just any wax but like we think the terminator wax and so uh i struggled for a few minutes with a knife to get the wax off the bottle and then maddie the most capable of us by a country mile by the way oh yeah certainly by an australian mile which is 10 decameters i don't know uh Uh um uh said i'll take care of that while you guys move on to another beer which is what we've done so now maddie is taking cut themselves yes they have cut themselves uh and then the beer is not open by the way i put a knife through my hand at a charity event i'd be dead he did i watched him yes yes he did um Anyways, we're under armchair director, which is not necessarily related to anything. The shenanigans happening in this room. Maddie did it. Hey. hey. It only costs blood. Yeah. Go to the hospital and be right. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, some, I do have band-aids here. If someone could take Maddie, they would appreciate it. Um, I hope... Have you seen Nope before we just... Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're... Armchair director talking about Nope. Yeah. I want to talk about Nope. And as part of that... I want to talk about how Jordan Peele's three for three and how fucking crazy that is. Yeah. Um, but we can start by talking about you're no, not even before. counting Candyman, which he produced. Yeah. Oh shit! No, I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I need to see that. Very you. good. Yeah. Very well done. Uh, so we watched Nope the other night, yep. and well, that's probably ten days ago at this point. I have to tell you, I have thought about that movie every day since I watched mm-hmm. it, and I've I've thought. Here are the things that I've thought about off the top of my head. First and foremost, Jordan Peele's take on a an alien. Oh, yeah. I guess spoilers for this. Is yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the most gorgeous, beautiful take on an alien I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Unless you're inside that motherfucker. And yeah. they ain't very gorgeous at no, all. No, it isn't. Got Boy. A, yeah, yeah. That yeah. sequence is like... Uh, Harrowing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And suffocating, very literally. True horror. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, um, so I, I like Get Out was great. Uh, uh, us was phenomenal. I like us. I, I like. Us. I love all of us. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But um, nope has the most fully realized environment for mm-hmm. me, and not just the ranch, and not just the uh, like stark contrast of racism in early and present Hollywood as it relates to the history of black actors and black contributions to Hollywood. But Jupe's Landing as a setting is one of the most phenomenal settings I have seen in a movie in a long time. Oh yeah. And I could have walked around that that 
play Western town for mm-hmm. days and been totally happy. And that doesn't even take into consideration the opening of Nope, which is one of the most haunting. Uh, the story of the monkey broadly yeah. is one of the most like hauntingly told stories I've encountered in years. I've read actually I've been like I was obsessed with you after it came. After yeah, I watched it yeah. and I read a ton of reviews, a ton of commentary. Yeah. And a lot of people said that the monkey was scarier than a uh, yes. jean jacket. Yeah. hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah. The monkey bit. Yeah. And it's very causal and casual maybe even relation to the rest of the story mm-hmm. uh the the jarringness of its distance from what we were actually talking about and then that story and how jupe tied those things together by hiding a room full of memorabilia about the time a monkey killed people it was it was stunning i loved it i loved that movie oh yeah, yeah. the the um the monkey plot is just a sin yes a sin in the eyes of hollywood screenwriting yes it's completely superfluous to the plot yeah it has no bearing you could tell the exact same movie and make it 30 to 45 minutes shorter yep. if you cut that out it would be a worse movie oh, it would have far less thematic resonance yep. and artistic merit yep uh but like he did it anyway yep. and that that is uh that's bold. well you could tell the story the events without it but like it it ties in so deeply to the themes and also the characterization of jupe that's right that that's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that it's the a movie could it's work a movie that it. gives a shit about doing that yeah, yeah. yeah. that is th- that's a unicorn nowadays yeah. man like mm-hmm. they don't do that shit for anybody else no <laughs> like yeah I'm, I, I'm not disagreeing with you at yeah, all yeah. i don't want to see it cut out of the movie right i'm just thinking about it like a producer which had to exist somewhere on the yeah. property and the fact that you told that guy no right the monkey stays in the picture yeah is not something you see We're a lot from this. a director totally. nowadays yeah. yeah honestly i i i could see um the the counter argument being like, well, if we don't put this in there, all the CinemaSins people are just going to tag us and we're going to get review bomb because we don't explain why Jupe does what he does. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. So, like, I think there is now there's such a push against under like deeper metaphor. Like you have to explain things in a way that yeah. you may not like if it was a David Lynch film, I don't know if we would have that monkey thing, or at least in a way that would be as comprehensible. Uh, we would have something like the monkey thing. If something, it but Lynch it would film. be, but like, it wouldn't be that like yeah. Jordan Peele does a, a, like a masterful job of like connecting the story, the events of what's happening to yeah. the themes that he wants to talk totally. about yeah. in a way that like makes it clear on a metaphorical level and on a literal level. Yeah. And like David Lynch is more concerned with metaphor and right. not nearly no. as much with explaining the events no. in a way that makes sense. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So there, but there's like, yeah. I, I mean, you talk about uh, us, though. Yeah. Like you. Us talk, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about a film that's like entirely magical realist. And yes. Yes. Fantasy. yes. Like makes no logical and sense. He, and nope. Peel was punished. I mean, not punished, but like it definitely reviewed criticized. Lower. Yeah, 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 lower than Get Out and like right. People are like, oh. which was kind of bananas to me because like I actually, f- well, I thought Us was like fascinating. Uh, no, I, I liked it quite. Uh, yeah. this is I, I do not share those complaints right. by, yeah, yeah, by yeah. any means. But but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's courageous in a way. Mm-hmm. Yes, that either um, other filmmakers have not figured out a way to protect themselves yes. in a way to make those courageous torches like he yeah, has right or in a way that's just like he he's from an outsider perspective and therefore he's not doing that right but like regard whether it's a um managerial 
like yeah. brilliance that lets him navigate the high right. capital requirements right. of this kind of art. I'm, I can politic my way through this. Yeah. Versus the insane demands of people who are an artist yeah. to ruin it. Yeah. Like whether that's his genius, like Spielbergian and his leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just, um, you know, he has the courage to make those choices, whereas other artists don't. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what it is. I don't either. But like he, the seams of Jordan Peterson stuff are the most interesting part to me. Jordan Peele. Like yeah. Jordan Peele. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There, Peter, there yeah. are no interesting parts. Too much of no part yeah. of Gene Peterson. Right, yeah. Yeah. The interesting part of Jordan Peterson to me is Adderall addiction. I want to see <laughs> him turn into a scout. Um, but the interesting part of Jordan Peele for me is like you can see the seams on it where yep. an entire section of the film or an entire meaning of the film in other horror movies even would have been just lopped off yes. and replaced with something yep. subpar yes. or replaced with something um, lesser yeah. or just left off entirely. Just, just not there. Um, and you can always see that scene there and you always see that that cut is still on mm-hmm. the on the meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and yep. that is good. Yeah, totally good. I think one of the things that made it all... <clears throat> so Get Out, not a horror film. Uh, suspense, I would say, did not okay. strike me as a horror film. Um us felt very much of the genre. Um, see us. I felt like not quite indulgent, but like it's definitely, you can see peels like love of Italian. horror. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Right. Nope. Um, Nope was obviously his take on 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 genre, aliens as a genre, but there is a lot of odd well, also kind of like more like Jaws. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah, say yeah, there's yeah. there's there's a a sense of like pacing mm-hmm. and a fear of what is out there, and one of the things that contributes to that really productively in Nope, uh, and it's worth saying out loud, Daniel Kaluuya's pacing as a human. The fact that he is slow and measured the entire film makes what would have been kind of like a crazy cool movie more suspenseful and meaningful than it should be because he never moves quickly. Like even when he should be moving quickly, he's not really moving quickly. Yeah. He talks at a measured pace. He walks at a measured pace. He even stands and stares at jean jacket and waits like, and it just feels normal because that's what he does. And I kept getting struck by how amidst all of this, he was so steady and that really moved the needle for me in this movie. Like I just thought it was quite brilliant and I'm not like a huge Daniel Kaluuya fan. I thought it was great. That was absolutely great. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's a, a amazing direction and acting to like do like, I mean, there's a lot of people like, Oh God, he wasn't acting. He didn't react. I was like, no, it's, yeah, that like, was the yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. That was the bit. Yeah, like, the, the character, understand his character. Yeah. The character superpower is gentleness. Yes. Yeah. But not in like a wrinkle in time, you know, you destroy the alien by saying, I love right. you. Like, yeah. it's well, not it's cheesy. Empathy, uh, like yeah, reading yeah, the yeah. animals. Yes. Yeah. And, like, exactly. Sensing what they want. Yeah. And what they will do and mm-hmm. won't do. And, uh, yeah. To Caleb's point about Jordan Peele being able to get away with things, the it felt like an hour, but it was in reality probably only like 60 seconds. The 60 second scene wherein Daniel Kaluuya just sits in his truck mm-hmm. and breathes heavily and like looks out the door occasionally and then looks back down and just sits there and you're right there with him. That was like one of the most powerful minutes in movies I've seen in a long mm-hmm. time because it was just so intense and real. And also it had done so much work leading up to that moment for you to understand if this has rocked him that much and nothing has rocked him, including watching something fall from the sky and kill his father functionally. Uh, this must be a big deal. And yeah. I, I just thought it was like, um, Jupe's landing. The fact that there were like signs that we didn't even pay attention to didn't get called out, but like areas of the fucking, uh, uh, environment that were called like, uh, over yonder. Mm-hmm. And these parts, like these small little touches that in other films, 
Like Mel Brooks would have made an entire movie of that. You know what I mean? In other films, directors would not have been able to behave themselves. uh, And it would have been the biggest thing in the world. And they were just throwaway things. They were kind of like casually in the background while some other shit was happening. Um, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, Yeah, I think the other thing he does that sort of helps him get away with that is is it comes from the perspective, because I think writing these horror movies from a racialized perspective does wonders for um, horror movie filmmaking in, in, in this regard, in that it eliminates idiot plotting. Sure. Yes. The phone doesn't just randomly go out. It's a plot point and like how it does win. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why are we going to stay and not just run away? Right. Because we're going to lose everything if yeah. we run away. Yeah, yeah. And the other yeah, thing is like, horror, right. yeah. And the yeah. other thing is like, I know a white guy's coming yeah. to take this from us. Yes. And they will have not had their dad die from it. They won't have lost their land from it. Yeah. They will just make money up to the point where they show it to another gig economy worker. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, yeah, I'm doing this now. Right. Like I yeah. know, I know I'm about to be killed by an alien, mo- but if I'm not, yeah. I can escape the hell that is existence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and, and it just completely defeats idiot plotty. You don't mm-hmm. have to have a, like a Nemo character nope. who's like from hell's heart. I stab at thee to kill my dad. It's like, no, I want the Oprah shot. Right. Yeah. And you can tell so much more powerful things. I like agree. you shouldn't have brought the white director along. Yep. He was awful and made it about him. Turns out he just wanted his own experience. Actually, uh, I did read some commentary saying some people picked up on some subtle things that they think the cinematographer was dying of cancer. Um, and that's why he was so willing to throw his life away that he, you know, like he wanted to have that as, and not actually be helpful. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But he also made the choice to throw everyone's life away in the process. That's right. Didn't get, and that's a great, that's an accurate characterization. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then to solve the problem of that guy letting himself die, they go back to what is an errant five seconds wherein um, I can't remember her name now uh, where she realizes there's a camera in the well and she ruins some kid's photo. Mm-hmm. And that is the way they solve the Oprah shot, but, but they like, don't even get the Oprah but shot. That's the thing. Like you couldn't do a scream like takedown of a Jordan Peter horror movie. Right, like, yeah, why don't they call right, the cops? Yeah. Like, of course they're not going to fuck. Right. They yeah, need yeah. the money. Call they need, the cops. Right. They didn't cite yeah. themselves on fucking fire to right. make it better either. Like, yeah. Yeah. like it, it explains all the shit that like this white perspective horror has had so long yeah. that it's become these insanely insane jumps in genre convention. Yeah. Like, well, of course they don't know how to run. Of right. course they're going to magically trip at the wrong, but like it's, it's all sorts of shit that we've always established. Yep. And he's just like, no, just no. like, Get people who've lived in danger their entire lives. Yeah. It's just different types of danger. Right. And have them make rational choices yeah. against a serious threat. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to right. pretend that help is coming. Right. No. Um, you are they, could, they could have left. They could have left. They could have yeah. left. Right. And but, and lost everything. And but lost at the everything. same time, they couldn't. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and that was brilliant. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did see there's one fan theory that I hate that I have seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, there's some fans who think that OJ is dead. And yeah. That like what a sister sees at the end is a ghost. Yeah. And that's stupid right it's just like she literally rubs her eyes and looks again yeah like he's there all right yeah. just deal with it it's an iconic shot it's just style yeah right? that's right yeah yeah it's just style yeah. and candidly they did an akira shot like you're oh, not yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. just style. yeah i would have been totally I, fine by the way if he was dead i thought it was cool that he wasn't yeah. like I'd, I'd resigned myself to that i mean that was what well, that was the thematic thing he yeah. figured he was the one who figured out how to break an animal yeah that's right yeah yeah that's it yeah would it would have lost all the purpose if they didn't like it that the whole movie was me moving to, towards that point yeah um 
I also, uh, you know, mentioned Akira. I did read an interview with Jordan Peele where he said the reason why he didn't do, he was offered to do Akira, uh, the live action Akira. And he chose not to yeah. because he wanted to do his own stuff. Doesn't want to adapt shit. Yeah. 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 Doesn't yeah. want to adapt things. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, two, two quick shout outs for things we've not mentioned. One, the wacky waving inflatable arm tube man, arm tube man, uh, oh, minefield. Yeah. Brilliant mm-hmm. and gorgeous. Two rational plan along yep. with all the plans for the yep. camera technology. Such like, a good idea. What you would do if you were a character in an RPG in that exact situation. Right. Like, yeah. And the, then it still doesn't work. Right. Which is the brilliant yep. plotting. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh and the uh the totally random but consistently referenced Scorpion King bit <laughs> was oh, yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> including showing up in a Scorpion King hoodie to end the movie. You like know, uh, you know, people mentioned a lot of references we already mentioned aliens and like yeah. uh jaws you know what movie this reminded me of uh, uh in a really great way tremors the original tremors oh totally because it's all yeah. about like aside from the the environment it's also about like the here's this fucking practical threat. people figure it out practical yeah and yeah, dealing with an yeah. intelligent like an animalistic but intelligent yeah. uh a thing yeah you know mm-hmm. uh so that gets blown up with an inflatable cowboy yeah 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 uh spoiler nope was great uh and if you've not seen nope definitely check it out uh and if you have seen nope we'd love to hear your thoughts in the discord with that uh we might i guess we're gonna try i mean at this point i think we have to it's been it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. by by blood oath uh we're, we're gonna the try arc has been open mother's yeah. beer so yeah. give us a moment to pour it out and, and tend to maddie's wounds producer ross what are you drinking uh, I don't know the exact name, but this is a mother's uh, brewing uh, s'mores stout, I believe. S'more power to you. It's an imperial oatmeal stout. Okay. Yeah. Barrel aged. Uh, now, are you going to be able to review this unbiased, considering it killed your wife? It did not kill Maddie. Right. Maddie right. is over there. It We've had the first Maddie. casualty. Yeah. The- yeah. Yeah. It wounded yeah, Maddie. It's okay. Don't worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> avenge me. I love you. I will avenge you by drinking this. Right. <laughs> He's sipping it. I found the opening to be just infuriating. You mean opening the bottle? Yes. Yeah. Um, Can you taste the Australian blood? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, this is a pretty nice stout. Like it's uh, pretty sweet. It's yeah. not too thick, actually. I'm gonna try. Like it's it's nice. Um, it is vaguely cookie flavored. Um, it is not. It's not like motor oil, like viscosity. Like it is. Um, yeah, that is. That is a nice stout. Yeah, yeah. I agree to that. Yeah, uh, I would give this a four. It, it is cookie flavored. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not really. Like, I agree. Meal like um, so, there, yeah. there's some sweetness in there. Yeah, yeah. I also did just eat a, a miniature Twix, not from the hot zone. It's important to say that. So that yeah. may have influenced my palate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I, I just I, I cleansed my palate some water. Do you know what? Like that would be a like that would be a good beer on a fall evening. I would. Yeah, I don't know why they release this Uh in the summer. Yeah. Well, I think it was barrel aged. Yeah. By the time you open it, right? Yeah. It will be fall. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's September. It's almost fall. Had we not had a more, uh, or had we had a less capable uh, fourth here, that that beer wouldn't be open. I'm gonna say that right now. Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah. I. uh, Well, I bought this like last month, so sold in the summer, so you can drink it in the winter. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Four. It's definitely not. It was never going to be a five. Even if it tastes like a five, because of the uh correct the violence the, wa- the wax yep. uh stopper which is just the worst utterly yeah. awful yeah yeah yep. yeah it's not like a nice little thing you break open like a maker's uh, mark. i'll be honest you cut my wife with a knife 
You're going down at least an integer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's worth a point for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, okay, we're into uh, Mixix Mock Draft. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. And Ethan Cordray, well, you have a bit here about... So your I don't have a bit. Your understanding is that Ethan Cordray asked this question before, right? Based on when the survey results came in? I think he's going to want us to think that. Okay. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Just callous. So callous hatred. it's worth saying out loud, today <laughs> is Friday, September 9th, and yesterday was Thursday, September 8th. That may not mean much to many of you, but for those of you who... Defeat in Europe Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For those of you who are of uh, an aisle, uh, or uh, <laughs> it may mean a lot to you. And so Ethan Cordray asks in Mix 6 Mock Draft, apropos of nothing or everything. <laughs> mock Draft, in honor of the new British Prime Minister, Okay, fine. Draft a cabinet of the following government ministerial positions. I recommend not looking up what these are and just going by what you think the names mean. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, man. You don't have to say that kind of shit. <laughs> uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer, First Lord of the Admiralty, Secretary of State for Leveling Up, Lord Keeper of the Privy Seal, Minister Without Portfolio. Your drafting pool will, of course, be fictional criminal. We we're actually going to change fictional criminal a little bit, we're, and we're going to go Disney characters, right? You can you can go fictionally. Uh, okay. You can go okay. fictional Disney criminal. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like Captain Hook, that would yeah, yeah. Hook, Gaston, Smee. Uh-huh. So yeah, you got you got tons to pick from there. Okay, but you know Disney still has monarchies, so that makes sense. That's true. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do. And I'm just going to leave that one there. Um, <laughs> uh, in what order ought we go? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I want to pick the chancellor of the exchequer, okay. which I have no idea what it does. No, it's fine. But I feel like it's got to do with like budgets and stuff. Okay. Sure. That is different than what I thought it was. And I also feel like it's because it sounds like check, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also feel like if you need to replace the job, the person works for Bojo. So they're also probably a sex pest. Oh yeah. Okay. So we need someone who's good with money yeah, and, and a being pest. a sex pest. So I'm thinking like the guy from Hunchback of the Notre Dame. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is that guy? Uh, uh huh. Yes. Okay. No, oh, the priest guy problematic. He is a Catholic, right? <laughs> they're, they're not going to be fond of that, but, right. Yeah. But well, but yeah. but I think he's got higher allegiances, yes, namely sex pestery, and I think he could be converted right to a, a good soldier of the crown. This yeah. is a time of tumult. Candidly, we don't know what Charles is going to be fine with. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, Ross, if you had to name someone to the post of, let me check my notes. Chancellor of the Exchequer. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying to think of uh. The exchequer. Okay, so we need a rich person, obviously, because yeah. rich people are the best people to like really like billionaires. God, I hope like, his yeah. job's just like for parks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or um, yeah. Completely unrelated. <laughs> what is the? Oh, you know what? This will be a big. Uh, 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 this will help Scotland stay in the fold because yeah. Scotland's thinking about leaving. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of Scrooge McDuck's rival? Like the other billionaire duck who's a oh, big yeah, asshole yeah, yeah. and wears a uh-huh. kilt. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. That guy. Like, yep, he would be Scrooge McDuck guy. Yeah, the Scrooge McDuck rival. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I am looking this up. Not what the exchequer does. Yeah. But who's Scrooge McDuck? Glomgold. Glomgold. That's yes. a good name. Great. Totally. That could be a real British lord. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like Scotland will be like, oh, one of our boys is saying. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, there, let, There's let, always there's also John D. Rocker Duck. <laughs> but that seems like a more really? American. 
Yeah. Wow. They didn't go with John Duck Rockefeller? Like no, that no, felt okay. No, right. John D. Rockerduck. No, no, Glomgold is definitely gonna be my yeah. for Exchequer. What does the Exchequer do? Nope. I okay. have to answer it. Oh yeah, you're right. Absolutely not looking at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only only ducks. So first off, I think we have to assume that there's a, a non zero sum chance here that Ethan made all of these up and encouraged us not to look it up because I did didn't. see a tweet something about something about the British government leveling up. Okay. All right. Well So that that is real. All right. Uh here's what I think the Exchequer does. Uh-huh. I think it's in the, the person in charge of providing social benefits, welfare, mm-hmm. to people who were once checkers at grocery stores, like England's infamous Pound Town, uh, which is the name of one of their like uh, very popular uh, like Dollar Generals, functionally like convenience. It's like how we have like basically universal healthcare for dialysis. Yes, it's j- j- for, for checkers. Yes, that's right. Okay. J- only for people who were okay. checkers at conven- at shops. I believe is what they we salute them. you for your service. That's exactly right. Okay, yeah. And so for that, I have nominated uh, the uh, white savior that wasn't from Pocahontas, John Smith, because I hope that. <laughs> That is what he has been reduced to in 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 the, in the world post Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next on the list, first Lord of the Admiralty. Oh, I've got a good one. Well, well, we should bounce back. When okay, yeah, yeah. Um, first Lord of the. Oh, so yeah, um, Ursula. Damn. From, yeah, from yeah, Little Mermaid. Yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, very good pick. I'm making some assumptions here based on Admiralty, uh, and I don't. And flatly, I don't think that, also a diversity hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I, bet they don't, I bet they don't have any women in yeah. the Admiralty. And certainly no purple and, people. And, and none right. of them who have squid legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the the uh, the accessibility concerns there are many, I understand. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. yes, so I would take Ursula from Little Mermaid. Okay. Uh, let's see. We So we're talking about uh, the Admiralty. So we need like a military-themed like character, right? That makes sense. I would think. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Uh, who is there, the Disney villain that is most regarded as a military genius? Um, I would argue uh, Bluto, of course. Uh, uh, what about the Sheriff of Nottingham? Oh, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, right. I got him for something else. Right, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely gonna be Bluto. Uh, 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 yeah, his na- the neighbor to uh, Goofy. Enough, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, definitely has the bearing of a great admiral, and uh, oh, no. you know he's a big guy and he yells a lot. And I feel like that's that, all you need. That seems powerful in an admiral is yeah. to be a big guy and yell a lot and be very convinced you're always right. I think you're onto something there. Yeah, Caleb. I think it's got to be Mickey. He's not a villain. Uh, uh, have you seen Fantasia? Uh, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing, which is what you want from a key figure of the British Admiralty. Yeah, I'll be honest, guys. I, I've read a history book or two. I know what happens when Brits get good at the League of Sail. <laughs> it's not good for pretty much everyone in humanity. We want someone ineffectual. Yeah. Um, Maybe even with a racist path like Steamboat Willie. He fits in perfectly. They love him. They're going to be all the both sides are going to work. That would be his ad him. campaign. Just the Steamboat yeah. Willie clip yeah, over yeah. and over. See? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Next on the list is, uh, is this the Secretary, Secretary of State, State for Leveling, for up. leveling up? Producer yeah. Ross, you're first. Okay. Who gets to level up? Uh, let's see. That is going to be... Uh, an actual Disney, it is owned by Disney, Gravity Falls. Uh, so I'm going to pick the wow. primary villain of that, Bill Cipher. Oh, uh, so like a cosmic entity. Yeah, a cosmic horror entity. He looks like a little pyramid with a big one eyeball, and he wants to bring chaos and devastation to the world. That's pretty good. And uh, I think that's the way you level up. I mean, just make the rest of the world look like the UK, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Caleb? 
can we go live action if it's owned by Disney? I mean, I just went like, are you doing National Treasure? That's no, important. no. Okay. Even uh, oh. oh, okay. Yeah, give it a shot. I think you want Ben Stiller from Heavyweights. That's a Disney property. I think it is a Disney property, yes. isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, and he wow. he seems to like he would be right. Oh boy, the Secretary of State for leveling. He up. would get you. He'd be there. doing videos. He'd be throwing glass on the ground. Yes. walking across it. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all about leveling you up. Um, I will take Tony, Tony Perkins. Tony Perkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've will, seen Heavyweight too many times. <laughs> I will take for this one. Um, Syndrome from The Incredibles, oh. whose entire bit yeah, was yeah. like turning himself into a superhero. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, also, it was Jason. What's his face? Jason Lee. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know that he ever did another thing after that. That wasn't talk about how he invented the kickflip. Uh, and so maybe <laughs> maybe this would give him another opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he should or, not, or should not have one. Uh, next on the list, Lord Keeper of the Privy Seal. Caleb. Well, I mean, you want someone to keep a seal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Difficult. Difficult. Who who control does anyone control seals like the animal? Heidi Klum did. Hey oh. Hey. Oh man, who who's gonna keep a good seal for you? Because I don't know. I got what an that answer, is. but I'm saving it for me. You're saying same all right, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for not helping me yeah, at all. Oh man, Lord Keeper the Privy Seal. I I have to think about somebody that Disney owns that would keep something. Uh, Jafar, he seems like he would protect it. That's a good choice. He's yeah, pretty yeah. covetous of that lamp by the end. He right? acts like a British politician uh, he's got yeah, the he accent yeah. too inexplicably yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh yeah so i'm gonna go with jafar yeah okay. uh what do you got producer ross yeah scar from the lion king well okay yeah another yeah. british politician snuck in there yeah yeah but uh jeremy, but a jeremy yeah. irons yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly uh and he acts like one he behaves like one yeah. and he's got a pack of hyenas willing to do his bidding now hear me out yeah I, this one is a little strategic oh okay this is not actually about protecting the crown. This is Ooh. instead about uh, image recovery. Mm-hmm. It's Captain Hook. And what he's doing is he's trying to convince people he's overcome his fear of crocodiles by marshalling a seal around behind him, telling everyone that he is no longer afraid. Oh, of, like an actual seal. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So he well, now, he could have a letter of Mark. England has done that before for pirates. Yes. He could be re- rehabilitated. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And so this is his way of going, see, I'm no longer afraid of sea creatures. He oh, may okay, even yeah. dress the seal up as an alligator mm-hmm. just uh-huh, to throw uh-huh. people off the scent. But a poorly, poorly dressed up alligator. Yeah. yeah. It's Captain Hook. Uh, what's the last one? Minister uh, without portfolio. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all uh, producer Ross? Uh, well, <laughs> Disney owns Fox. Fox owns aliens. I'm going to put the alien queen. Uh, she she uh, can do it all. Not financially invested. No, exactly. She's objective. Very uh, disruptive. In the she's space, going yeah. to be a growth focused minister <laughs> without portfolio. Like whatever that means, she's going to be growing her assets, and that it means turning British people into aliens. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh-huh. I think that's good for the kingdom. You know. Uh, so, <laughs> Caleb, just because I want to see it. I want like Hades mm-hmm. as played by James, James Woods. Woods, but just because I want him to do like James Woodsing around Parliament, like yeah. having no yeah. money. Because yeah. I think it'd be, I think it'd be very funny to have the level of James Woods entitlement and smarm mm-hmm. 
but be categorically poorer not, than everyone not around have anything. you. Yeah. Which he, would be very I mean, he's a Tory, me. basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the God of Death is a Tory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, also James Wood as a person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on the reclamation train. And so I, I, I didn't see 102 Dalmatians. As I understand it, it just it, there was one more. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll choose Cruella de Vil. And yeah, she's basically a Tory, too. Yeah, this is her way of trying to um, ingratiate herself with others mm-hmm. by suggesting that she is, in fact, reformed. She has lost. It's kind of like the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker story. Yeah. Uh, but in in British Parliament. Well, after David Cameron, fu- you know, and fucking some pigs, like skinning some Dalmatians for a coat, like that's nothing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was fun. I don't want to know what any of those things do. Um, I yeah, just by want, no, by no means comment. No, we will not read. That. I only want no, to know, do comment, I, but yeah, I only <laughs> yeah, want, do comment. I won't read. That. I want to know if you think we were close. Actually but, comment and give us lies just, and we'll have, we'll, we'll maybe we'll guess. Yeah. But here's <laughs> the thing. You can't tell us why we were close. Like I want to know if we were close, but I don't know what, what, what it yeah, means. Give us a hot cold. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, give us a hot cold for each in the comments. Which one do we feel most? Because I feel pretty confident about this exchequer thing. Like, <laughs> there's a whole post for I, this. My glom goat, I think, is the best one because that, that is probably a. Yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 I think there's something there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to get more beer. Hopefully, it won't need to be opened uh, minutes in advance and we won't lose any limbs in the process. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Spencer, what are you drinking? Well, this is from Maine and Mill, and I don't, I wouldn't describe their run on the show as blessed. Um, like, I, I don't know that we've loved much. Mm-hmm. In fact, as I was packing to move some weeks ago, I found the other three Ghostbusters, like marshmallow sours they had that we tried months and months and months, if not years ago. Mm-hmm. And Brandy was like, do you want to keep these? And I do not. <laughs> uh, and so those were thrown away in the move. So this is the idea that you're saying this, having never visited the hell that is Festus, Missouri. That's right. Yeah. Brilliant to me. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Maine and Mills getting chummy. But speaking of Jaws in our two segments ago, it is a it is a shark themed beer. Um, it's a fruited sour with cherries and hibiscus. Nothing interesting about that. Now, here's what is interesting. It's 10 percent alcohol for a sour for a fruited sour. Yeah. Um, Any sour. Yep. That's ridiculous. It's, I can't think of a sour. No, we, we've had. I've, I'm sure you we've had some, but it's it's a rarity. Like it's, the yeah. Imperial pastry sours that mm-hmm. like Boulevard. Well, imperial had. sours are yeah. different than like that's not an Imperial. Right. It's no, it's just, just yeah, it's just sour with I mean fruit. Fruity. Well, like session and everything else, you can just say Imperial. You just say whatever. you want. Yeah, there's no number. Yeah, that you have to. All the rules are already no rules. We were just <laughs> catching up to them. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He drank it. Oh no! Oh, Ooh. tastes like it's from Festus. Huh? Oh God, God! It's like if we're punching. The oh God! <laughs> Is that a one? <laughs> no. Yes. I just want chaos at this point. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try one more time to make sure it's a one. It's not. A, it's not a three, four, five. I say that, yeah. Spencer. I salute your service. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want a brownie? <laughs> Yeah, it goes well with. Oh hib- God, it's a one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brownies go well with hibiscus and cherry. Yeah. You know, the first drink you might go, ah, it might be a two. I dare you to take a second drink. <laughs> I fucking dare you. Uh, that is not good. There's yeah. no. Yeah. Uh huh. That's not a cherry. 
Mm-mm. Oh God! It's yeah. just every part yeah. is like no. Yeah. I want to disagree just to be a homer for Festus. Yes, you and you alone. Uh huh. No. You're not. I, no. No. You're gonna. You're gonna. Hate it doesn't that. smell good. Look, if you say anything other than one, I'll just be able to read the lie on yeah. your face. It's like drinking soap. Um, that is a bad beer. Yeah, it's not good. No, no. <laughs> now do me a favor. Drink it again because it actually gets worse on the second. Oh break. well, then I need another one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. All right, give me, give me, give me, give me. It uh, compounds. You don't taste the alcohol on the first. No, one. no. It's so medicine-y in the first yep. one. Yep. It you're coats just, yeah, your yeah. fucking throat. You're stunned by the cherry of it. Yes. But the second one, God, it hits you like a truck. The second one is even. It's like they oh hit turpentine. God, you're right. Yeah. Under under uh, the floor. What were they thinking? Uh, that's awful. That is um yeah that is chum uh and so that's a one. <laughs> Really good work. Uh, Caleb, what are we talking about? Boy, we've had a lot of contrast in this episode. We really have. Mix six. It's a land of contrast. <laughs> uh, in Asmus 6, the one who knocks socks asks, what movie do you all vehemently disagree on? I don't know if we have one to pick off the top of our heads. I think we all have one that, like, we're alone in. That's probably a good place to start, okay. right? Yeah. There's probably a movie that you either like or absolutely hate well, that everyone yeah. loves. Paprika. Yeah. I mean, that's the one yep. for me that, like, I am on an island. I think you've got more mainstream ones than Paprika, though. Like, I think you've got ones you don't mention in Mixed Company. Uh, Okay. That's interesting. Do I? I, I don't like David Lynch. <laughs> everyone tells me I should. <laughs> everyone says, like, you should like David Lynch because of who you are. Just because you is. talk to Burke so much. You've said it like well, yeah. Sarah has said it like it's objectively true. Name yeah. a, okay, okay. Exactly. Name I love Lynch. David Lynch as a person. Uh-huh. I think he's a wonderful human being. Name a Lynch film you're out on. Oh, oh man. All of them? Uh, Mulholland Drive, Inland Empire. Uh, Inland the, Empire is not. Like the our, fucking. I'm pretty Blue sure Velvet. he directed it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, okay, Blue Velvet. Are you? I, I like Blue Velvet, but okay. like, I don't care for Twin Peaks. I don't care for. Um, like Elephant Man, yeah. like I like yeah. I, I. What is he talks to a monkey on Netflix, and that's a, like I yeah. don't know what that is. Yeah. The that, that's like Jack- a fifteen minute short, right? Yeah. I know, but like it just. But it's also a David. It's d- decidedly a David Lynch thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lost Highway. I'm kind of with you not, on Twin nothing Peaks. Nothing for me. Like it I just, like the first season. Season two was unwatchable. I'm not saying I'm right about it. Either, right. Okay, but right. I, but I am saying you're probably like, on an island in our in our community. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. in an island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I and I would say something that's those are films vehemently yeah I, yeah i think there's something there ross okay and more people have seen david lynch than they've seen satoshi Cohen's paprika uh even even for levels yeah, of david i don't know if that's good or bad yeah, yeah. yeah i mean there's a lot of obscure movies that i i love that right it's i think would not be popular uh if people actually had seen them right, right for the most part um like i think well i know caleb's probably with me in this one but universal soldier dave reckoning the sixth in the series right uh which we've talked about before in the mix yeah, six yes. is, is a great film but right. like <laughs> people just haven't seen it right um i mean cults cult cinema and, and like th- there is some there is some uh i guess you would say uh coherence on that fact because like that stops that starts scott atkins career like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's good enough to be like well yeah no this yeah, this guy oh yeah, yeah. Well, he, he should get something wait maddie yeah, yeah. has some uh what we do on the shadows the movie and the tv show i just can't stand the style that the show is presented in i know it's meant to be hilarious wait, it just annoys me uh, you've seen the tv show too 
No, because okay. I hated the movie so much. Okay, well, the TV show is very good. The TV show is qualitatively better than the movie by miles. Oh, thank God. Okay. For, for what it's worth. Yeah. terrible. <laughs> I didn't, like, I think that, like, I liked the premise of the film, and I like uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, so I was like, yeah, this is kind of okay, but I, I remember being utterly bored by the movie. I think the show, though, uh, and in and, and no small part thanks to Matt Berry, mm-hmm. is utterly worth watching. See, the movie... I hated it so much. I yeah, the movie was. Looked at the TV. Yeah, I get that. I, I've talked to a couple people about that. Uh, it, they, they couldn't be more different. So I, I would encourage you to watch a couple episodes. Of the okay, show. Well, a new one for me. Uh, a show, but it's only six episodes. Yeah. Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal. Oh yeah, I love, and man. you can't even watch it. No. No, no, uh, no, exactly. Maddie watched well, one. I mean, episode. Yeah, there there is a enormous critical swell behind that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like, OK, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say you disagree with your friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Halo, the series. I can't get into that. I tried. To. Wouldn't even try. Yeah. Okay. Didn't didn't even bother. Knew yeah. I would hate it from the moment yeah, I, I saw it. Think, on, yeah. I do think it's easier for TV than movies. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the movie thing's tough because um, uh, it's a theater experience. Yeah. It's got far more pressure. That's right. TV differentiation, much easier. Okay, everything Kristen Nolan's done after Inception. I didn't like Dunkirk. I didn't like... You didn't like Dunkirk. I didn't like Dunkirk. It left left me flat. I didn't feel anything. Yeah? It was technically impressive, but like... But you didn't actually care. I I watched it in the theater, too. And it was just like, yep, that's a thing that I watched. Um, Yeah. So everything past Inception... Would that include either the Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises? Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Actually, the Nolan Batman movies. Um, the first one, not that good. No, wait. You don't think Batman Begins is good? Yeah, it's okay. No. Uh, no. The only good one. <laughs> well, there's the, one. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, the Heath Ledger one is the only good one that I actually. But you don't like. think it's that good? Uh, the Heath, like I rewatched the Heath Ledger one. It's yeah. like it's good when Heath Ledger's in it, right? But, but after, but other than that, like, yeah. And you don't think Batman Begins is very good? No. Huh? No. I like the Matrix sequels. I can literally quote monologues from the third movie. Wow, you buried the lead on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I like parts of the Matrix sequel. Well, I like the highway scene in Reloaded. But the third Batman. I even like parts of like the philosophy stuff. But I watch like the philosophy commentary of it. I I will say I I don't like Resurrections. No, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't care. I don't think Revolutions was good either. Is that the new one? That's the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Resurrections was bad. Uh, This Batman Begins, I I mean, I think Maddie has said something that's a little jarring to me and we'll have to cover it later. Um, (laughs) uh, But I, this Batman Begins thing is kind of baffling to me. It's, I mean, I don't know. It just didn't like, when I saw it in theaters and I saw it again, it just like, it didn't impress me. Like, Did uh, you like the new, the Batman better than all of them? Uh, I did up until the first part, the first movie ended. Yeah. Then it's another and movie. Then the began. second movie started. Yeah. Yeah. If they cut the last hour out of it, yeah. I would have loved it. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you that, uh, of the Nolan Batman films. So I don't, th- I'm not a big fan of dark Knight rises. Um, but of the Nolan Batman films, I rewatched Batman begins like a couple of times a year. Like, I think that movie is just fucking good. Like I, I enjoy the shit out mm-hmm. of more so than Dark Knight. I think Dark Knight is a better film, but Dark Knight is long and heavy mm-hmm. and Batman Begins is not. It is. It is a fuck like it's a fucking fun movie to me. Yeah. I, OK. OK. So Batman Begins there. We uh, found it. Also, like 90 percent of the MCU is like fine. But like outside of I can't really have any emotion or anything about uh, outside of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I don't think for, we're all going to vehemently disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've liked I've probably liked them more than you've liked them. Yeah, but I think that there are probably a few that are worthy of distinction. And then there's the other 75 percent, which are for movies. me is fine, but it's disposable. <clears throat> yeah, like, it's not worth rewatching. I mean, here's what you're looking for amongst yeah, our yeah. friend group, because that's what you're asking. About, right. Not not against general. Trends. Yeah. 
you're looking for something so on the line right. between like so bad it's good versus so bad it's bad. Yeah. That there's a disagreement on where that line is drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like that's where that that's where the disagreement becomes like heated for me. Yeah. Like yeah. Because like if you think there's a cult movie that's like very culty and fun right. that I think is boring right. shit. Right. That that's like a different. <laughs> also, a let's try this one. Like yeah, yeah. so, uh, Reacher. <clears throat> okay. Reacher is so bad it's enjoyable. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I also know that I have talked to people for whom Reacher was so good it was enjoyable. Oh yeah. And that is a line that is just impossible for me to understand. All I know is that I enjoyed the shit out of it. All I, yeah, no, uh, it, the same for me. Like it's a uh, found footage horror. It doesn't oh. matter. I will watch found footage horror. Maddie's shaking her head like right. right now and will not even entertain the idea of me putting on a found footage horror. I have to wait until Maddie. Leaves. Yeah, I couldn't give a fuck about found footage. Horror. Oh God, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's trash. And give it, give it all to me. All those ones, <laughs> uh, the, the, the ones that were like huge there for a while and then they made like 17 of them or whatever. No, they're, they're, they're that shit. Um, After the Blair Witch, no found footage horror movies. No, ever the one uh, it had a whole series behind it, uh, like VHS. Oh no, Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity couldn't give a fuck about that shit. See, like, okay, so like Paranormal Activity, I've I haven't watched all of them because there's eighty of them. Yeah, but like I will like I like the third one because of one scene that is five seconds. Because in one scene they they have like a a clip showing uh, night vision footage of the living room, and uh, this is back when this was made when the Xbox Connect was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they show because night vision you can see the little dots when the like a ghost moves past the Xbox Connect and it creates the dots. And I'm like, uh, that's a good shot. Yeah, I like this entire movie now. Yeah, because of that five I seconds. Can, of I can disagree with yeah. There <laughs> it is. All it needs is one. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah. That was one good yeah, shot. That's I, all I need. Okay. Every yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. <laughs> every Saw movie is great. No, no, <laughs> no. Every Saw movie is also, not great. I like pretty much every black and white noir movie. That's a, okay. That's like a reasonable take. Yeah, yeah. It's way better than Batman Begins. Is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But they're so all better than Batman Begins. No, we found a few things uh, and that was kind of enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we're going to get God. I hope anything other than what I'm drinking uh, out of the fridge and we'll be right back. Caleb, what are you drinking? Well, we had to come back to Midland. Boy, didn't we? And this is from Flying Knife. Progression to the mean. The Verbal Tip. A hazy India pale ale with mosaic and citra hops. Yep. Those are hops. Woo! It is an IPA. Strapping for the ride. Here we go. (laughs) A man resigned to like being marched to the front line, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like eternal return. You just have to be... (laughs) The key is to live your life where you're okay with drinking everything. It's kind of like a catch twenty two. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how is that? Uh, well, it's a pill? three. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. I, I will say the citra is heavier than mosaic, so you get a little bit of citrus. Yeah, and it's not a, a brightness um, bitter nightmare. Oh, okay. Not a bitter nightmare, but it is good name for an IPA. Still an IPA, <laughs> right? Uh, so it's a three. That's about a best case scenario. IPAs are going to IPA for that type of beer. <laughs> I mean, they can be better. We've seen it before. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not if you're just marketing yourself as an IPA. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I drink something and I didn't know it was an IPA before I picked up in the can, and then it ends up being a good, like, um, yeah. uh, fucking Three Floyds. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Not advertised as an IPA, even though it's a IPA. Pale ale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, and this was a mistake. I thought I'd bring up something that uh, has come up to me frequently lately. Gym equipment. Mm. In gyms or in homes? Uh, definitely in gyms. Uh-huh. Okay. And they, it's always a mistake because it never hits the right area you want it to hit. Right. So mm-hmm. here, here's what I mean about this. Yeah. I learned to lift weights wrong. Right. Like everyone who learned to lift weights in high school. Yeah. I learned like, you know, strong wrenching motions with the back. Yeah. You know, never kind of a, a herkiness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Keep your knees straight at all times. Like that kind of shit. Lock your knees. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, idiot gym coaches and that kind of stuff. But when we did that, we were lifting on like full blown like racks. Well, no, Iraq war setups yeah. like, well, we welded oh, this yeah. together and we think the weights are roughly equivalent. Right. You know, the 45 plates are made mostly of rust. Right. So like one 45 plate weighs 35 pounds sure. at this point. Yeah. yeah. And then, like you're 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 making do. Right. Which is like too much because you don't get a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. You're you're trying your best to do things like and you're, you're really struggling to get by. But you're young. You're you're resilient. Right. You're that kind of thing. Where I'm at now is like now there's a fucking bar for everything. Yes. They weigh all different amounts. Yep. yep. And they're all for like different slight variations of the same thing. Yep. And the best part is in addition to none of the weights being uniform in any way, shape or form. No. Uh, even across like the same type of bar. So like a cambered bar by Rogue is different than a cambered bar by Iron Eagle, mm-hmm. which is different than a cambered bar by whatever. Rep. Yeah. Uh-huh. All those weights are different, which means your baseline of right. calculating what you did last week yep. depends on which bar you found yep. and the ability to be like, well, no, the cross hatching on these. Yeah. Right. Different. This so is Caracote coated. Fu- and yeah. so it's actually a 20 kilogram, which is 44, not 45 pounds. Yeah. yeah but yeah, the uh-huh. way the way you discovered that right. is by crashing that weight onto your chest because it is 10 or 15 yeah. pounds more than you expected. Yeah. To be. And this is true for every type of bar, every sub variation of bar, like the spider bar is different than the squat safety spider bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is different than the squat safety bar. Yeah. And we haven't even gotten to the equipment named after nationalities. Which make no sense. No. Oh, swish. Right. This yeah. is a Ghanaian, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, hip flexor. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. I have I have no earthly conception. It's crazy. Yes. And so I'll get stuff from yeah. a trainer. Right. Telling me to use this shit. Yeah. And I'll look it up and I'll get like a basic like platonic. It's this shape. Right. And then from there, it's fucking figure it out because yep. there's four versions of it. Yep. It's, it's one of them. Absolutely. You cannot use with this lift, mm-hmm. but you'll fuck that up and get it wrong. Or like you'll use it. And that was the heaviest possible version of it. And you weren't supposed to use that on the first lift. Yeah. Or um, my favorite today was wrist rollers. So I have I have a I have a grip problems yeah. like I, yeah. I, my my legs and my back are much stronger than yeah. what my hands can hold. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing grip training. And they have wrist rollers, which is just a bar with a worse, string hooked yeah. to it, uh-huh. and you and you just roll it up. Awesome. Yeah, I spend thirty minutes tearing this gym apart, and my gym is in like a semi-trailer large thing. Right. Yeah, trying to find this fucking wrist roller. Today I'm there, and I'm just like, I just said I can't. Right, I can't. I can't it's do it. There. Like I did this machine that does wrist things also, but I can't do. It. He's like, well, here's what you do. So he gets a bar and puts it on a certain Olympic rack, and then he gets a a band. Uh-huh. And he double wraps the band around the bar. Yeah. And then he goes to get a dumbbell. Jesus Christ. And he double wraps around the bumper. You training with MacGyver? <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, you roll the like bar. This. And I'm like, so I was supposed to 
build my right. own this weightlifting a, apparatus? Is this a fucking escape room or a training session, sir? What's the problem, bro? Can yeah. you handle it? So here's my mistake. There's no middle ground. Yeah. There, there's no like. No, there's not. There, there's no like. There's platonic lifting, which is just like I am the dude who picked up a bull every day as it was growing up. There's like the the like primitive primal lifting you learn how to do wrong yeah. at least when i did yeah and now there's this whole realm of yeah. like actual science yes and actual material but none of it's standardized no now, and it's not even standardized within the fact that like there's also metric and standard correct. at the same time correct between like olympic lifting and regular even the stuff in the olympic side right. is a standard the, the companies have their own standards so yeah, I the just, shit on metric yeah. isn't standardized so yeah. i just went through this um so in the new house i have a dedicated gym and i wanted to have like a better home setup than the one i had in my basement so i wanted to Did order it involved macgyvering a machine together well four no <laughs> but it involved like spreadsheets and complex math because because yeah, yeah. so I wanted to get a rack. Uh, and so first I had to find a rack that would fit in my space and there are not standard rack heights. And you have to find a rack that fits for your height. That's right. Yes. And so had to go through uh, quite a rigmarole of reading about different companies and their different rack sizes. Did that, you get straps or bars? I did bars. Yeah. Okay. So I found a rack that worked. And then I got an adjustable weight bench with nine different positions. And I was like, okay, that's great. Now, will that weight bench, which is made by this company fit in most of those positions under inside that rack, because that rack is, is it's a short rack technically. So it'll yeah, fit yeah. in my house. So, okay. Figured all that shit out. Great. <clears throat> then I was like, okay, so I need a new barbell because I have a rogue curl bar that I really love. And I've got rogue plates, which I want to keep using because they're quality plates. But then I had to like, start looking Will the J cups on this rack made by rep fitness fit a rogue barbell? Because not all barbells are created equal to your point. Oh, my favorite part of the gym is like, do the collars. Yes. I need to use for safety. Right. Actually. Will they actually the plates keep plates on? Yes. <laughs> Cause it's like just a test every time. Like, yeah. Nope. Nope. I'm just like yep. jacking off the fucking yep. bar. That here. thing like, is going to fall on me. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Um, it took me three days and Brandy was like, why haven't you ordered that shit that yet? And at one point I looked at her like nutty professor. I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> the calculations are running. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I was like, a fucking, like a conspiracy board. On <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like I was able to functionally MacGyver together a setup that is going to work. And now I'm just waiting for all of it to show up. And then, of course I have to build all of it and that's not going to go well. Um, no, it's fucking nuts. In fact, today, John and I, my trainer and I were talking, we were doing deadlifts and he was showing me a variety of different setups for deadlifts with bars and weights bars made by the same company weights made by the same company as the bars not all of them work together and or talk to one another well because things changed like that's it and so yeah it's a fucking nightmare um or sand weights Oh, yeah. like you'll have like, depending on the grain of the sand, yep, 145 plate will be six inches across (laughs) and the other one will be like this thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, and in my brain, I'm supposed to get good with putting one of those over there and one of those over there. And this is going to go up straight. Like, Mm -hmm. I do not feel good about that, man. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking crazy. It's one of the weirdest things I've started to understand uh, as I have. I thought when you put gym equipment on that this was a mistake. I thought you were going to talk about watching people use gym equipment. And boy, was I here for that. We could do a totally different series. I, and on, I, I work in a pretty serious gym where yeah. the person fucking up the lift is probably me, like in, in all likelihood. But the main thing is just like as a person who doesn't know what they're doing. Right. The fact that it's like went from like, well, that's the squat rack. Right. 
use the one bar we have for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Like you at least learn to get good with that one right. bar in yeah. the squat rack. And now like everything's so much about like can muscle confusion yep. and all that and all this compound movement. Yep. And and that's fine. But like, I have no idea what I'm doing from any one day for the next. Totally. Like, it's just every day is me in there. <laughs> like, cause half the time it's like, you know, the, the joke lift of like the guy hanging upside down, lifting two mm-hmm. benches mm-hmm. attached mm-hmm. by things like right. that. And like, sometimes that's like, well, you're an idiot who doesn't know what they're doing. Sometimes that's what your trainer. That's right. Told you to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. And like, he's just like, well, yeah, you need to stop if it hurts. I'm like, I don't. Right. It all hurts. Everything <laughs> about this hurts, man. That's why I'm here. Yeah, like I don't I don't have the I don't have the metric of no. discernment for you. Like, I can sit and be comfortable. Hurts. It at all home. looks ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I'm making this noise isn't because this is fun. Like <laughs> it's because my body's not built for this. Mm-hmm. So no, it's fucked up. Um we got one beer left. Um and at this point I have to assume it'll be a, like a one. I mean that's I guess a two. We're missing a two, right? Yeah, we're missing yeah. a two. Okay. Well God it'll be a pain. surprise. Okay, we'll find out. Producer Ross, what are you drinking? All right, this is Tiki Torch, a pineapple. Oh God, no! Mm-hmm. Uh, habanero pineapple lime hard cider. I got it for you. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I really have been hoisted by my own petard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. American to the core Julian hard cider. Uh, hot damn is what it says. Yeah, it's 180 calories. Right, uh, is what it's it is. gluten free too. It's a sweet and tart tropical br- treat. With a spicy kick. Habanero. Yeah. yeah. That would be the spicy kick or the sweet and tart. I don't really know. Yeah. 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 Probably the habanero. Yeah. Probably. You know what? This feels like a thing you're going to like. It Well, it feels like all of the things you should. Yeah. And his face is one of I'm kind of into this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 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 sweet. It is. I mean, it's a cider, not a beer. Right. So like, yeah. yeah. It's got that going for it. But like there's enough spice there for you to know it's there, but really? it's not overwhelming. Yeah. Like there, you can, you, you know, there's like there's tingling. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. But it's not like, let me get that. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love a habanero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love the idea of a spicy thing and pineapple and lime is actually a pretty good combo. I mean, if you're going to go with a spicy fruit pairing, I feel like pineapple is the right choice. Yeah. The, the acidity of it. Yeah. 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 Pineapple's very I good. Think it, I think it coheres. Woo. Yeah. I'm not going to give this a f- no five because it doesn't actually taste super great. It's, but it's, it's fine. but it's but it's fine. It's sweet and spicy, and it does what it says on the ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's. You can some, try kale if you want to. I'm good. Okay. There is some spice in you there. You don't want to have any spice in your life. Uh, have you seen Ooh. me? <laughs> spice up your life. Like, I just, you like. Yeah. You can see the right. veins in right. my legs right, right. now, like. <laughs> Never something I've been I, um, of. I, spice. This is drunk yeah. enough, and we do have an actual topic, but I must permit me a moment. Okay. Um, sure. As Ross said, um, you don't want any spice in your life. And it got me <laughs> thinking. Uh, and then I said, uh, spice up your life, which was, of course, the, uh, I believe, the tagline for Spice World, the Spice mm-hmm. Girls movie. Mm-hmm. And two things came to mind after is, spice is that a film we we vehemently disagree about i do not like spice world so <laughs> okay. uh so maybe i don't know uh two things came to my mind after i thought of spice world the spy girl spice girls movie mm-hmm. one was when i got the spice girls album which i owned uh and that is probably a more germane segue into our actual topic so oh let me, yeah let me tell you the other thought that i had first uh-huh. uh i had a dream two nights ago wherein 
and I do not know, nor can I remember the context wherein I arrived at this. But I walked in on Scary Spice yelling at someone about how she was the original Spice Girl. That's all I remember from this dream. And I woke up thinking, huh, I had not done any drugs. I had not consumed any alcohol, but I had walked into the middle of something wherein Scary Spice was yelling at someone. I mean, that's how dreams are. Yeah, that's exactly right. Having seen Sandman, I now understand that. Yeah. 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 Now, the first thing I thought of and more germane to the topic at large, um, I bought the Spice Girls first cassette cassette at a blockbuster music. Yes. Blockbuster had music stores in Kansas city. I don't know if that was widely spread in cassette form in cassette form after having watched at the blue Springs eight movie theater, uh, Batman and Robin. That's a a lot to take in that you were not beaten (laughs) to death in high school. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Is a testament. Yeah. Wait, it was a Spice Girls. A testament to the American public school system. Was it the Spice Girls' first album or the Spice World soundtrack? The Spice Girls' first album, which of course featured Wannabe, the, the, the Spice Girls song. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought that cassette. Yeah, that's that's the part I'm catching up on. Also, that it was cassette, not CD. Yeah. Well, well Ross, Ross, you're missing the point where yeah, it yeah. was a giant auditory sign right. that said "Stomp me to yeah. death." Yeah. In the stairwell of my high school. I yeah. would I would think that this was probably uh, sixth grade. So, Batman and Robin came out sixth seventh grade. Maybe I was still living on 14th Street in Blue Springs, Missouri. Because I remember when we went home. I went down to the basement and listened yeah. endlessly to "Wannabe." Obviously, Aww. I actually can't. Tell you much about the rest of that album i can tell you that there was another song that was pretty good on there i can't remember what it was called at the moment Um, you'd recognize if you heard it though we we don't know what the subject's about we we have we have not even talked about what the segment in some ways we do (laughs) yeah yeah it's nostalgia that's right yeah yeah yeah. um so the the context for this is that uh earlier today uh burke and i recorded an episode for nightclerk radio our our honda music review podcast uh it was a patreon extra bonus episode where we talked about um vaporwave in the 2000s because vaporwave is commonly thought of as being like from you know referencing the 80s to the 90s yeah but it turns out there's actually a whole lot of vaporwave that is made to reference the early 2000s right uh the global war on terror you know um and all it's gonna be hard to make you look on those the y2k's halcyon days of early two aughts and people do people do um because like music was all turned inwardly it was all like reference it was all like fisheye lenses in abstract backgrounds and like dancers in like pleather and vinyl Mm -hmm. costumes dancing and gyrating like it wasn't like it was all very life houses hanging by a moment yeah yeah yeah, exactly Uh like early photoshop lots of digital effects very very aqua yeah like the the or political in a way that felt like zero Xeroxed from the Vietnam War, yeah. Well, yeah, it was all turned like America turned inwardly after like nine eleven. Yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we talked about that on Nightclock Radio, but like it made me think about like nostalgia mm-hmm. as a thing, mm-hmm. like as a cultural force yeah. and as something we all experience yeah. because we all are nostalgic in some way or we experience nostalgia in one yeah. way or the other. So yeah. Uh, nostalgia can fuck off. Uh, I, uh, so as someone who, when we started this podcast way back when, almost six years ago, uh, early, like maybe episode three or four, I don't know. At one point we recorded around Caleb's table and it may have in fact been one of the episodes wherein we encountered uh, Stillwater extra dry. Um, I, I talked openly about how much I had enjoyed ready player one, the book, not the film. Yeah. Important distinction. Uh, had talked openly 
about, I think at that point, Stranger Things, if we'd not yet talked about Stranger Things, we were season one to season one. And we had a conversation at the time about how obvious and overbearing uh, those both of those texts were in their use of nostalgia as a way of getting people like you and me to go Mm -hmm. like, oh, thing I remember. Hey, I know that sound. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And at the time I was like, fuck, yeah, I am here for it. Uh, and now five plus years later, um, and just last night as I was watching, uh, uh, television, I, I saw a commercial for quantum leap, the reboot. I kind of like uttered and observed out loud to my wife. Like it's just, everything is dead. Like uh, we're all done here. We've all given up. And the only bit we have left is to redo the bits. And, I liked it because at the time it didn't feel like that was everything that we were doing was just nostalgia. Hey, remember when you liked this? But now everything feels like, hey, remember when you liked this? And I'm just really fucking. Done. And I think well, maybe, it's maybe, very, it feels very different to be catered to versus. Well, this is all we got. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly it. It, 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 it There was a point the, where the felt, meat's the same. Yes. Yes. The meat's the same. It's yeah. like, here's a special cut we got for you because we know you like right. it. It's the. Yeah. Uh huh. Versus. This is all that's left. Everybody's getting this. Yeah, it's all pork tenderloins. We're baby. not making anything new anymore. No, and maybe no. you know, and maybe this is something I should have probably reflected on more during our conversation about Nope a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. It's the things that don't do that now mm-hmm. and te- seem to tell an original story or even an old story in an original way without having to go. Hey, you probably should like this because you liked this thing it references, or you like this thing that looked like this. Um. Yeah, I think that's the stuff that stands out to me anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 died to me as a framework. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, you can talk to, like, Burke talk about this on the Nightclub thing, but talking about, like, Jameson talking about nostalgia. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, look at what we were talking about earlier uh, today, which was, like, uh, Sandman versus, like, uh, mm-hmm. Rings of Power mm-hmm. and House of the Dragon. Right. All three adapta- uh, adapted from, like, works that date back decades. Yes. Uh, or more. Uh, yeah. well decades, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. So like the, the, that sort of like, uh, where are we now where there's not original things being made anymore? Yeah. And like the things that are original, the few things that are being made, yeah. like it takes someone with Jordan Peele's skill yeah. and like, that's a, the whole point that Jordan Peele was able to make an original movie yes. with an original idea. Yeah. Like that is part of what makes Nope so amazing. That's right. Like, that's right. Yeah. Yes. But all, in order to get the rights to do that, he had to do sanitized Chappelle show for three or four years. Yeah. Like, exactly. yeah, he had to get the credentials of doing the bullshit. And right. then he had to do get out, which was obvious. Like yeah. that, the uh, get out is obviously an easier sell to producers. It's like, Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially given the time. Yeah. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. I mean, um, I, yeah, I think, I think Caleb's kind of hit the nail on the head, you know? So, um, and I want to, I want to take ready player one out of the conversation for a second and just talk about stranger things. Even knowing what it was doing, Stranger Things still at the time felt original and novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it felt like it was using nostalgia as a way to enhance this thing it wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it feels like the bulk of the bit is just remember this. And yeah. that's not it. It, it, gets it has control. become the outcome. Yeah. 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 Well, like if you look at Stranger Things, um, someone it's online available, but like 
the original treatment that the Duffer brothers had for stranger things is available. Like the thing they sent to Netflix, like buy our show mm-hmm. and they set it up like they, Oh, their pitch deck is legend. Their pitch deck. Point. That's it. That, that's what it's called. And it makes it, makes it look like a paperback novel from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a Stephen King, not paperback from the eighties. And like, yeah. It, and it's, it's, uh, uh, incredible and it's like oh yeah yeah th- no it's just a really good fucking idea for a show let's right. do that right but now because it's become such a juggernaut you know yeah. it's developed all this inertia that like it has to go above and beyond like that mm-hmm. what that original pitch deck was mm-hmm. um, so yeah things get out of control I've even felt myself cooling recently on so I talked about Ghostbusters Afterlife mm-hmm. uh, not, you liked it yeah. I did yeah yeah and uh, I've not re-watched it I want to because I want I w- now that God, has it been out about a year now? Yeah, yeah. Geez. Now that I've seen it, I want to yeah. go back and I want to know how much of that was me just being happy that I saw Harold Ram. Well, something like Harold Ramis and Bill Murray. I, and- I would argue that's part of it. Yeah. What, oh what yeah, is? yeah. Yeah. The the fact that it works sometimes and doesn't, but yeah. it's still doing the same thing. I think that enhances the manipulative feeling of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like when, oh. when I see Ghostbusters Afterlife yeah. capably do the yeah. same thing that like other movies are trying to do, like Expendables is trying to, our, yeah. our Top Gun's trying to do, yeah. or like oh those, god, Top Gun. When when I see what hmm. you see a capability, like and, yeah. and the thing is with the Ghostbusters, you can see it in both worlds because you can see the the Kevin Feige right. one, yeah, verse Afterlife, and they're both essentially trying to do the same thing. Yeah, they're trying to invoke these sort of nostalgic feelings. Right. Cause they're not, they're not films to stand on their own. No. And neither of them. No. Neither of them have that. Right. They, they depend on the previous source. Yes. Entirely for their meaning. Yeah. And, uh, as a result, and I think like the fact that you can see it capably done. Yeah. Versus incapably done. Yeah. It, it, it just makes you feel like you're constantly being sold it something does, that's yeah. not an artistic value. Yeah, I think that's right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, totally. Like, at, at this point, it's been going on long enough right. that the capable versions of it, which are no less capable for being capable, yeah. are still seen as a tactic. Yeah, yeah. And, like, once you feel like you're being sold to, you're right. not being sold to Yeah, the, the capable ones are actually hanging a lantern on it, and yeah. then everything else is in the light. And it's like, oh, shit. Okay. There, yeah. there are, there yeah. are <laughs> many remarkably filled car salesmen who, yeah. who learn this the hard way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They learned every day of their lives for, for years to talk to, like, guys like, uh, I, I imagine, like, your dad... Uh, Ross mm-hmm. would would be a big haggler. I imagine like the the firm. That was hand- his career for like yeah. mm-hmm. twenty years. Yeah, the big mm-hmm. firm handshake, kind of like let me ask about your family and all this shit that I obviously don't care about. Right. Let's talk about the sports guys. I've had dealings with those guys in the publishing industry. Yeah. As it's like, well, what about the more you know, what are you were a Royals fan, right. you're a Chiefs fan? It's like, right. man, I write RPGs for yeah. living. I yeah, don't know yeah, what the yeah. fuck yeah. you're talking about. Right. But like, here's the thing that used to be hyper effective. Yeah. And it wasn't because it was psychologically bad. Like psychologically, it worked for a lot of these reasons. Yeah. But then it became absolutely a type a caricature of effectiveness right. yeah. for a thing that is getting you to buy something. And that's the thing. The second you recognize it, it's over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like it can be done capably. It can be done incapably. Yeah. But like once you know that like it's nostalgia baiting right. you, which yeah. is an absolutely a thing at this point because yep. there is no future and we're not making anything new. Right. It doesn't matter. It's it's becoming mattering less yeah. to do it well. Yeah. Because like I would argue Stranger Things, especially the easy seasons, does it well. Yes. But like um, yes. the fact of the matter is, you know why it's doing it. And yeah. you And you know why it's doing it because there's nothing in back. Yeah. There's nothing in back. We're, we're out. 
supply chains have been cut for new ideas. Right. We're not doing them. Right. We've got the old stuff repackaged and recycled. And yeah. like, you know that. Yeah. And that's at the heart of your viewing experience. Right. Even when it's capably done. Now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Uh, and it, it, uh, for a while I was like, I have no interest in that. It's boring. And I know what you're doing. And now I'm starting to get like actively angry, but like this quantum leap thing <laughs> sent me down a path last. Night. Oh yeah. And not because like quantum leap was my favorite show of all time, but I do have just very let fond- it die. Right. I have very fond memories of quantum leap. My mom and I watched it at night. It was yeah. the thing we did together. I fucking make something new. You yeah, assholes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Make something new. You assholes. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I even thought, to Caleb's point about when it's done well, it makes the rest of it seem even more shameless, mm-hmm. shameful. Um, the Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge game. Oh, yeah. Which was just Turtles in Time, uh, like super arcadey, yeah. uh, but done incredibly well. Po- incredibly polished. Yeah, incredibly Great polished. Soundtrack. And even at the end of it, I was like, okay, uh, like this, this is exactly what I wanted it to be. It looked like the video game I played at Pizza Hut <laughs> it, and I can, sm- this video but game the controls smells like are pizza. responsive. Yes. Like I'll right. even accept that. Yeah. Like here's the thing we tried to do in the old days yeah. and are now doing better with yeah, the technology. Totally. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's not a machine that's used by a thousand kids and breaks. But also when it was all done, I didn't think that was a very good game that changed my fit. I thought that was a really good approximation of what I remember in Ninja Turtles game being, but better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And again, that's not in and of itself bad. Sure. But it kind of is another log on the fire at some point for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so maybe, maybe that is probably how I should have led my Jordan Peele shit earlier that at a minimum, it feels like he, uh, and, and you're not about him not wanting to do Akira. He wants to do his own original shit. Yeah. And boy, I wish that there was just more of that going on. Yeah. Um, and there's not. That being said, like, I'm, there are franchises I'm happy they're still around. I'm glad we're doing John Wick 4. Great. Fuck yeah. I'm there. See you yeah. later. Um, but at least that's like an IP that originated this century. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, would be curious to your thoughts on nostalgia. Hey, if you're not in our Discord yet, you certainly could be. Just check out uh, patreon.com slash the mix six podcast. You can find us. Uh, you're welcome to join the Discord where you can talk to the rest of our community about all the things that we talk about and you'll get access to like a hundred and billion other additional episodes of stuff that we've done. We've made a lot of content is what I am saying. Hey, um, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the mix six podcast. Uh, I am Spencer. I'm Caleb. We'll talk to you next time. 